This is an RNZ podcast. So Chemist Warehouse was allowed to open in our mall at that same time, 2020, November. So it was like a double whammy for me. That was pharmacist Sima Rambi Sheswa, who permanently closed the Life Pharmacy store in Auckland's Glenfield last week after she'd worked there for 22 years and owned it for the last 14. And there she was telling Catherine Ryan on RNZ's 9 to noon last Tuesday one reason was discount chains growing presence in the pharmacy market. The Pharmacy Guild told 9 to noon that 30 local pharmacies shut down last year and 70 have closed in the last four years, largely because of competition from big-scale trans-Tasman operators and also pharmacy sections in supermarkets. Now, supermarkets' share of the grocery market and the way they set their prices have also been controversial issues for some time, and the government's grocery industry competition bill is its effort to improve competitiveness and choice, including a new code of conduct for its dealings with suppliers and a requirement for them to wholesale products to its rivals. But the big supermarket chains here are now pushing back at claims that their scale skews the market and they need to be pegged back to push down the prices we pay. Hayden Donnell now looks at that and talks to one journalist who's been casting a sceptical eye over how all this plays out in our media. We're all feeling it at the moment, the cost of the household food bill, and now new data shows supermarkets are facing price hikes from their own suppliers. That's Daniel Fiatawa of TVNZ's One News introducing a recent report on New Zealand's food prices. Its findings were based on a monthly grocery supplier cost index produced by the economic consultancy Infometrics. Our supermarket duopoly foodstuffs and Woolworths have regularly been accused of profiteering with a recent investigation by the Commerce Commission finding they are making more than $1 million in excess profits per day. But the Infometrics report pointed the finger in a different direction for the latest price rises, pressure from those companies' suppliers. In fact, previous iterations of the monthly report have the duopoly looking pretty generous, getting credit in last August's edition for only putting up their prices 6.1%, well below the 8.7% increase in their suppliers' prices. One News isn't alone in raising the report to the top of its news agenda. It's routinely covered by Stuff, The Herald, News Hub and RNZ. Most of these stories note the Index is a foodstuffs infometrics collaboration, but few treat the fact that it's paid for by a supermarket giant as a red flag or reason for caution over its findings. Neither do they include context. The duopoly has a long-standing reputation for using its market power to keep a tight lid on supplier costs and still wields big influence over the prices charged to it. Responsibility for the price rises is instead sheeted home to forces outside its control. This is the headline on the latest index from the Otago Daily Times. Supplier costs still driving supermarket prices. Suppliers aren't the only ones getting blamed in the media for supermarket prices. More recent reports have found another culprit for the rising cost of food. The Security Association is calling for additional powers so they can arrest shoplifters walking out of supermarkets with trolleys full of stolen goods. As Alexa Cook reports, the illegal practice is hitting New Zealand shoppers in the pocket. Exactly how much shoplifting is costing supermarkets isn't made clear in the News Hub report. The lack of hard data doesn't stop it playing up the losses being passed on to consumers. This is Retail NZ's Greg Harford. Ultimately, it's costing every household hundreds of dollars because we're all subsidising this kind of criminal behaviour. 
Some reporters have kept the heat on foodstuffs and Woolworths for raising prices even as they post record profits. NBR senior reporter Dieter Deboni has interviewed suppliers about what it's like to deal with the supermarket giants. She's also talked to Two Degrees founder Tex Edwards, who points out that Woolworths is projected to raise its margins over the coming years, something that's only possible in low competition environments. She joined us to talk about whether the media are asking enough tough questions of the supermarket giants, which also happen to be some of their biggest sources of advertising. Kia ora, Dita. Welcome to Media Watch. Kia ora, Hayden. So the super... Market duopoly, they've been catching a lot of heat lately. You might have noticed Mm. it. So the thing that I have sort of focused on and have noticed recently is this new report called the Grocery Suppliers Cost Index, and that's produced by Infometrics for foodstuffs in conjunction with foodstuffs. Do you have a problem with how that's reported? I think it's been reported in a poor way. Not that... Brad Olson's doing anything wrong in taking that data and showing us what that data shows us. Having spoken to many suppliers and having done many, many stories about the way the supermarkets pitch themselves in this environment of price inflation, what I believe is that the prices they're giving Brad Olson to look at are not the actual prices. For example, suppliers pay all sorts of charges for having their products carried in a supermarket. They pay for promotion, they pay for warehousing, which shelf they're in, which supermarket they're in. None of those differences across products, across stores, across regions, none of that is included in that data. So that data is just a top-line price that they say, you know, we pay the supplier X. That is not the true price, in my view. From what I can see, um, there's just so much variation that you can't even do that kind of comparison. Because what you're talking about there is how these suppliers have been squeezed over the years. And this is something that's come through in your reporting. You talk to them and they say, look, we could only put our prices down. And it seems like maybe they've reached breaking point now where they have to either put their prices up or die. That's right. They called it the the catch-up effect. I mean, what's happened is many small suppliers have gone to the wall. Others have managed to squeeze squeeze through an increase after many, many years of being squeezed, as you say. The This does not apply to the large suppliers, you know, the Unilevers, the Mondelez International, all those people, because they've got much more leverage. They don't have to pay all these part charges that suppliers pay. Um, so it's, it's a very complex situation and picture of which this reporting gives no hint. Again, Brad Olson, respected economist, known for having integrity, not a knock on him, but should it be disclosed more, made a bigger deal of in news stories, that this is a report paid for by foodstuffs, and has that disclosure been forthcoming enough? Has that been analysed enough in the media? Um, No, of course it hasn't, and none of these contextual issues have been. You know, that's a real problem, but of course the media is in a bind in that. In a small market, they are huge advertisers. And still good reporting comes out and, and things have been said, but it's it's food is such an essential part of people's lives that this should be really front and centre of all coverage. It's happening all over the world where suppliers are at loggerheads with supermarkets about who's going to bear the brunt of the blame for cost inflation. Um, so, But in other parts of the world where supermarkets aren't as powerful, even the Tesco's, the Walmarts, they get pushback. Whereas in New Zealand, it's very hard to find that pushback because the supermarkets have such a stranglehold on all parts of the, the chain.
when these things come before the select committee, which they did last week, there are so few politicians putting the supermarket's feet to the fire. And where is the media reporting? When these hearings were heard last week and foodstuffs appeared before the select committee, where were people questioning them then? It's too late, you know. We've got the grocery industry competition bill coming up this year. That's the select committee that foodstuffs appeared in. Do you have a lot of hope that that will really change the game when that debate really comes before Parliament? the media will take up this mantle and apply this kind of really critical eye to uh, competition in the supermarket sector. This should be happening right now. Um, People who are competition advocates say that the supermarket should have been forced to divest either part of their wholesale or part of their retail. That hasn't happened here. What's happened is the government has made these suggestions of a commissioner and a code, and they've opened up wholesale, which means that the duopoly have to um, make their groceries available to competitors. But even at that level, the duopoly is fighting back. They're happy with the changes, which suggests that they're not anywhere near strong enough. People like Tex Edwards have called for retail to be opened up, so what he would like to do is see the supermarkets forced to divest their stores to a third player. Um, And he is positing himself as a third player because he's got the funding for a, for a, a nominal third player. But, you know, he's going back to the select committee. Where were the politicians? Andrew Bailey was really the only one that lobbed any meaningful questions, Andrew Bailey from National. And even then they were kind of business-friendly questions. <laughs> um, but at least he showed up and asked some questions. I mean, this was the day Foodstuffs appeared. Foodstuffs is the most powerful supermarket company in New Zealand. And they should have had their feet held to the fire with people who know what they're talking about. I mean, they bought a lawyer, they bought three or four people to submit, um, and they just got absolutely no questioning and no pushback whatsoever. To what extent do you think the lack of pushback, particularly from the media, is because of the fact that the supermarket giants are some of their biggest advertisers? That's part of it. That's certainly part of it, I believe. But the other thing is the lack of business reporting in the general media, I think. Business reporting tends to be ghettoised, um, whereas, in fact, it cuts to the heart of this very issue, this very story, and that's one of the problems as well, I believe. You've actually got personal experience of trying to cover the duopoly in a critical way in mainstream media and having more editorial hoops to jump through or more pushback on your story than you usually would, don't you? Yes. Well, last week I talked to Ernie Newman, who was the CE of Two Ends and oversaw the deregulation of telecom. So he's very hot on the supermarket issue. The Herald had run a story by um, Kate McNamara, um, a report that had been done for MB, which showed that New Zealand's duopoly was a distant outlier in terms of competition and profits in the entire world. So the Herald had run this story. Ernie Newman came along and wrote a fulminating um, column about it. They took out a few words that the supermarket didn't like. And I said to Ernie, um, actually, I had a different experience 20 years ago when I wrote a column about the supermarkets for the Herald, that they showed my column to the supermarkets before they put it in in the paper in those days. It's very, I mean, Kate McNamara, Ernie Newman, they know what they're talking about. Foodstuffs then wrote its own rebuttal that was put up, yeah. So <laughs> I don't know if all companies get that kind of treatment. I, I want to talk about one other thing as well. This week we had a push by Retail NZ and others to sort of blame some price rises on shoplifters. There was a News Hub report on that. And I think the quote from Retail NZ 
shoppers are paying hundreds of dollars extra a year to make up for how much is stolen from supermarkets. Now, what do you think of that reporting? So this sounds like yet another supermarket push. Absolutely. I mean, shoplifting is the mosquito on the ankle of the supermarket duopoly. I mean, not notwithstanding that it is a problem. You know, Tex Edwards talks about these gross profit mar- sorry, um, net profit margins, which is a, a measure he uses, which I think is more accurate. It's gross profit margins minus selling expenses. And, you know, Walmart, Tesco, Sainsbury, all theirs is, are, are around 1% to 2%. Woolworths, which covers New Zealand and Australia, but within that New Zealand is a much more profitable organisation because of the monopoly, they've got 4.4% margins this year, climbing to 5 and over 5 Okay, I put you in charge of covering the supermarkets. You know, you're the czar of supermarket coverage. What would you do differently? I think there has to be an understanding of the context. And here again, you do come up against the time pressures and the, you know, resources staffed newsrooms and so forth. Um, but an understanding of business journalism is important, I think, if you're covering these industries. And, and you know, many of, many of the stuff in the Herald reporters have that understanding, so that's great. But, you know, food, people's being able to eat, being able to afford food, just should be much more prominent than it is. And people have to go at these supermarkets with, with knowledge. More effort probably needs to be made. Thank you very much, Dita. Thank you, Hayden.